I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. Scotty boy, here with the beef. How are you, friend? How dare you? Uh, what's happening, Hoops? I mean, you just became a Lego VIP. We're having a huge day over here. That is a, uh, a true statement. <laughs> I signed up for the Lego Rewards Club uh, in order to be eligible to pre-order the Seinfeld Lego set. Hell yes. For $85. <laughs> As I said earlier, I thought it would be more. That seems like something. Legos are like, I feel like you go buy any Lego set. It's 85 bucks. That's one of those things, too, where it will be a resale item. Mm. I don't see, like, I'm not going to sell it. I'll probably put it together and make a shelf for it over there. But yeah, yeah. I imagine that will resell for 200 so maybe I will sell it. They said the limit, you can only buy two. Yeah, it's a fun item. Something like that. It's very silly and stupid. But yeah. like, I want to get it too. I'm probably going to buy it also just to put it together like a seven-year-old and look at it and be like, this is nice. I'll be at the kitchen table putting Legos together. Lucy just leaves. <laughs> like, that's it for me. You're too deep concentrating on the Legos. You don't even notice she's packing up and leaving. <laughs> good bit i mean you want to talk birthdays right up top yeah let's get that out of the way we got some biggies i'll let you go but i hope you got the I have one that i got slash famous rocker from guns and roses wow is 56 slash rock on bro j-lo ben affleck's girlfriend is 54 how you doing ben got me something real great Matt LeBlanc of Friends fame is also 54. How you doing, wow. uh, Joey? This is a big week of B-Days right here. Um, I have a couple of deaths, and then I have my biggest birthday of the week. Okay. So let's do the deaths. Hit me. Uh, the first death, may he rest in peace, Dusty Hill from ZZ Top oh. is dead. Wow. One of those long beard guys yeah. dead. I'm a big I actually fan heard of... he cho- I'm sorry, he choked on the beard. Oh shit. In his sleep. <laughs> wow, what a wild way for him to go out. Yep. Didn't dead. see that. That's fucked up. I know. I really love that song Legs. That's a good one. That's an all time uh, cut. That one that they used in I Tanya, they're like Yeah. They got some cuts. You know what I'm talking about when she does the dance to it? Yeah. This is probably their best. Yeah, they're one of those bands, all their songs kind of sound like this, but it's a good song. It's, uh, you know. What's his name again? Dusty. Dusty Hill. Hill. God damn. No relation to Hank Hill. Ha! Oh, oh, ha! Oh, Dusty! And then, uh, famous infomercial host Ron Papil is also dead. Wow. A legendary sidecar. And is he down. was worth $200 million at wow. the time of his death, which is a lot of dough. 
Holy shit. Yeah, he was. What was his big thing? The Sham Wow, I believe. No, that was that. Uh, that's your. That's a newer guy. Oh, okay. That fine. guy is alive, I believe. All right. This oh yeah, is, Ron Popeil. He was like the some like the, the smoothie guy. I know him. Yeah. I honestly have no idea who he is, but my dad cued me into it. Yeah. No, he's somebody. I think oh. he used to be in stuff. I should have looked him up. I also saw that Jackie Mason died. I don't know if you have him. That legendary uh-huh. comedian. Oh right. Who's one of those guys, he was 93, and I feel like I should know more about his stuff, but I just don't. I know his name. That's something. Right. When I saw that he died, I was like, ooh. Uh, uh, why is Output 3 still, I don't know, I'm confused. I'm looking at audio here. I'm just producing, you know, no big deal. Both. And then the biggest birthday of the week, uh, I'm going to queue up music for him, too, which Please do. I thought I had already, but it ate it on me. Possibly the best dude ever turned 74 today. And I'll let you announce it as I cue the music. Arnold Schwarzenegger, friend of the show, future guest. I mean, just legendary dude in all facets. 74. He's getting up there. It's serious business. And I also, I saw an article earlier today that said, the headline was, The Rock is a better action star than Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I almost fainted. I was Who like, wrote that? And yeah, like, what the fuck is the problem with them? <laughs> I, want, I want whoever wrote that fired today. Because, like, get the fuck out of my sight with that take. Yeah, that's sick maniac shit. Not even comparable. I, no, they're not even on the same planet. Yeah. Like, he, look at, like, like True Lies, Terminator 1, Terminator 2. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking of his comedies now. But, like, even the Expendables series, Arnold is just, like, better in every single way. Commando, yeah, like, Predator. Exactly. I was just going to say those. Yeah, The Rock is, like, trying to copy his career and failing, in my opinion, because he's kind of, like, the boring, samey guy and everything. Well, The Rock may have more money. But mm. a lot of that is just circumstance and timing yeah. and producers and the projects he's tied to. And the fact that The Rock is like a marketing machine. Like he's got an energy drink. He's got a clothing line. Yeah. He's got a tie-in with professional wrestling, which was really, he's a professional wrestler. He's yes. not an actor. He's a professional wrestler. <laughs> it's true. And, That's a, where a and lot an of the... oaf and an idiot. <laughs> That's where a lot of the greats come from. John Cena. Who's about to set the world on fire. John Cena's great, and Hulk is great. Mm. And speaking of John Cena... <clears throat> say, turkey, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Wow. Turkey. Gobble, gobble. Turkey. We have gobble, gobble. Resident turkey head Donovan is in the house. Yeah. How delightful. That's mm. uh, Turkey Boy's The Next Generation, you're hearing. Mm-hmm. You were also, you're trying to get your sister's son, Caden, to... Uh... I didn't get a clean drop of that. He was, yeah. I got him to say enough the podcast, but it's, you know, he's not even two. Yeah. So it's not perfect. I like but it's pretty good. Getting drops from these rascals. It's like, oh, you're speaking now? Let's get some drops, Pop. <laughs> Let's go. Might get him down here in the studio. Hell yeah. Have him come look. Speaking of being in the studio, folks, Kanye West's album still not released. It was supposed to come out last Friday. 
course, he did a whole Kanye thing of it, as is his want. Did you hear he's living in the stadium in Atlanta? Yes. He's living in uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium as he completes work on this new album. He's literally living the movie Synecdoche, New York, (laughs) starring uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Did you notice that people who went to the Donda listening party are now selling bags of air from the listening party on eBay for three to six thousand dollars? Oh, airbags. Literally, like they took a Ziploc bag mm. and just like swished it around and then sealed it and wow. said, like, oh, this is air from Kanye's listening party, and people are paying for it. Do you think I should sell like the Mountain Dew I drank while I was watching the stream at my house? Let's just get into NFTs. <laughs> Let's sell an NFT of something from down here i don't know like write in heads with your suggestions yeah but i think kanye he's like cool again he's like doing lunatic stuff like this like hold up in a fucking i've never never not thought he was the greatest so i'm i'm happy this is my moment he's holed up in arena like working on this album it's i don't know it's a good bit yeah he is a menace and i love him it's never i'm never not gonna be a fan I don't care. I haven't even loved an, a single album that he's made since 2013. And yeah. that doesn't matter to me. It's the same with Eminem. Eminem's put out like 40 bad albums. I'm still very in. Yeah, that's fair. He's one of your guys. They're both some of your guys. I got my guys. But yeah, folks, if you didn't get my Synecdoche New York joke, which you probably didn't because I feel like nobody's seen that movie, you should watch it. <laughs> I watched that with you and I didn't get it. Yeah. It's like one of the saddest movies ever made. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a writer who's like living in this arena, basically like trying to complete his greatest work. I think Kanye is actually giving it a shout out. But yeah, super sad movie. I recommend it highly. Mm. And along the same lines as the Lego Seinfeld stuff, do you see that Sopranos is finally getting a Monopoly edition to call their own? Oh, I thought you Photoshopped that. No, That's no, no. real? Yeah. I added some fun bits to it because oh, of that legendary Sopranos scene where uh, Tony and Bobby Bacala get a little <laughs> tussle in the middle of a game of Monopoly. Brodies. Yeah. Under the boardwalk. That little like dice <laughs> shuffle that he does. Yeah, like they're both wasted, just like fucking with each other. Incredible scene. And I love that. This is another thing. Like I need to own this, even though it's basically garbage. I just want to have it. I hope there's some fun Seinfeld, or no, Sopranos references. Like, fun pieces, a bloody greenhouse, like it in the scene, you know, some stuff. Yeah, that's, I, I, I wonder who made it. Like, if it was a true fan, there would be Easter eggs. So I'm hoping that it's somebody who knows what they're talking about. You know, the Parker brothers took some time, sat down, and thought of all this. Is that when Tony's trying to cheat? Yeah. I actually tried to suggest a Sopranos rewatch to Lucy the other day, and Mm -hmm. she was like, you did that last summer. (laughs) And I was like, well. (laughs) Then you probably went, no good? And I thought, no, 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 that was at least two years ago. That was right, that was like right around the time when we met two years ago. And she was like, no, that was last summer. That was one year ago, and it's too soon. And I was like, she's right. You gotta wait, in my opinion, it's 18 months to three years is the pocket. Like if it's more than three years, you're crazy. Get in there. But if it's less than 18 months, it's too much. So I got to wait at least six months, if not a full year before I can start it again. 
Yeah. It's too much. It is. I mean, it's the best show ever, but yeah, it's a lot to take in. How many times are you going to rewatch it and like post the same clips? <laughs> like, <laughs> is she going to drink a champagne with you in her wheelchair? At least one more full spin yeah. at some point. Speaking of The Sopranos, did you notice that Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney because she was guaranteed an exclusive theatrical release for Black Widow, and that didn't happen at all? Yeah, I think it's kind of like bombing, or everyone's saying like it's bombing, so now she's like on the offensive. Right. Were it to have done well, she would have said, oh, okay, whatever, I'll take it. Yeah. I don't know who or what's right in this scenario. Probably... Maybe I'll take her side over Disney. It's tough to take Disney's side. It's tough to then, take on Disney, so I don't know why she even bothered. That's a good point. They'll probably like have her murdered just right, for even just, attempting such a thing. Just stomp her into dust and she'll never work again. Yeah. And, and it's like there's not going to be a Black Widow sequel, so... No. Spoiler alert, her character died in Avengers Endgame. And Black, um, er, Black Widow was like an unnecessary prequel. So. I should have been motherfucking Black Widow. <laughs> He's in... But yeah, it's interesting. Big stars versus mm. the studios. Also, after that, I think earlier today, they said uh, Emma Stone is coming out and weighing her options over Cruella because she feels like she was done dirty in a similar capacity because that movie, you know, she was promised a theatrical release and then they dumped it onto Disney Plus and theaters and they think it maybe suffered as a result. So she, I haven't watched it yet, have you? No. But yeah, she looks like she's going to literally follow suit in this case. So we're going to have to... <laughs> I get it. He gets it. <laughs> Took a second. We're going to have to keep an eye on this story. This sounds juicy. This is some hot uh, Hollywood gossip. It's like an L.A. Confidential mm. type storyline. He's in. What else do we have here? Um... <laughs> Oh, I got a fucking, lot. I, yeah, uh, they're yeah. ending the Arthur TV show <laughs> based on the Mark Brown books after 25 years and 240 episodes. Yeah. Someone had a great tweet. It was just like, the headline <clears throat> is just Arthur canceled after 25 seasons. Someone just wrote, what did he do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. I saw that. That's funny. Nice and simple. He uh, raped DW. <laughs> wow. Arthur, how could you? So Arthur's canceled. So and I love do better, Arnold. I saw some people being like, I can't Arth believe Arthur. Like, I can't believe they're finally taking that fucking show down. Oh. Like, was anyone even aware Arthur was still on the air? I, I kind of watched it. I guess I don't know. We were a little too old for it. Yeah, like, I, I remember like, enjoying it. I don't remember it being a big part of my life. I remember liking the books. Books were kind of fun-ish. What was the, his bit? I can't even like remember what Arthur's bit was. He was an aardvark, and they've sexualized him in all these memes. Like the, the Boston Globe or one of those posted something about like, and then they were like snarkily going after the creators of the memes. Like that's a problem. Ooh. Just like stop. Stop it. Yeah, that's silly. Um, they announced officially that David Gordon Green is going to make a new Exorcist trilogy. For Universal, after he finishes Halloween trilogy, which uh, the next one, Halloween Kills, comes out in October, then Halloween ends, then oh. he's going to make an Exorcist trilogy. He's really like a horror guy these days. And I think we put exorcisms in the obits. 
Did we? Once upon a time. It feels like we did. That if sounds not, right. Slam dunk them in there because I think we did because I watched that movie that was on. Sh- it was I think it was a Shutter original that was like a <laughs> fake Exorcist and like it turned out that it was real or yeah, something. I remember that. It was real, real bad. Yeah, Exorcism <laughs> stuff has just been done. I can't imagine like there being a new take where I'm like, whoa. While we're on the subject of obits, I have another one that I wrote down and you're not going to like it. Hit me. One word titles for movies. It's over. It's done. Pig. Pig. Lamb. <laughs> sheep. Yeah, the lamb thing. I'm done. It's it's enough. Everyone did this bit online, but like A24's new movie, Lamb, it's like, okay, you guys are like starting to become a joke after pig and then lamb and then... You're just going to make a movie about every animal? Is Big that... wordy titles only. Yeah, you're in that wordy like, shit? Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I mean, that's a hell that's of a an title. appropriate movie title. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be talking about old later in the program, or at least Anquil. It's a shame you haven't seen it because you'll like it way more than I did. Did you see uh, rapper DaBaby is in some controversy and some hot water over some comments he made at a music festival? DaBaby. I yeah I didn't. What what's he up to? He was at that music festival down in Atlanta, the co- coronavirus fest, I believe it was called, mm. and it was a large group of people. And he Rolling Loud is the real name. And he went on stage and he was just like, "If you get an audience right now, put your phone up in the air. Let me see the light in the air. If you ain't a faggot and you don't have AIDS." And it was wow. like, oh. Like, dude, you can't. I don't think he said faggot, but he said like something about like if you're not some nasty ass and with AIDS, then like put your phone in the air. Wow. And like the crowd was roaring at the time, but I mean, in hindsight, like now people are coming out. Like Elton John spoke out against him. Madonna spoke out against him. Like a lot of people are up his ass, and he's doubling down and he's putting out tweets like Questlove from the Roots had like put out a really positive, the baby related tweet like a week prior. And so Questlove reposted it and deleted the baby's name out of it and said like, yeah, this, I don't need, he went on a whole thing about how he doesn't condone the behavior. And then the baby came at him. It was like, nobody even knows who you are, <laughs> which oh, is kind of funny. Cause Questlove was big. And, but the baby is in terms of currently in pop music and hip hop, the baby is like winning everything. And he's at the top of all the charts. And like Questlove is just like in Jimmy Fallon's band. Sounds so like, made me laugh. He's the boss baby. He's really attacking everybody. Yeah. Fucking going for it. So that that has been enjoyable for me. And I don't know. He he's I don't think he's going to get canceled, but he's going to have to eventually he'll give up and he'll do some big apology. I mean, maybe he won't. Some people don't like to apologize, like my man Hank. You got that right, oops. <laughs> I haven't apologized. Oh, good Lord. Who, ca- who would call me? Or who would call us at <laughs> 6 p.m. on a Friday night, the middle of the show? Now, the thing is, I've never apologized in my entire life. Why would you? And if the, the baby were not a Negro, I would invite him to my ranch. Mm. In fact, I may break my no Negro rule for the baby, considering he is on the right side of history with his opinions on the AIDS virus. Wow. It's a wild rule for you to have, Hank. If there I'm glad are, you're considering breaking it. That's big of you. He's the only one allowed. That will be the new sign. The baby only. <laughs> with like a dope poster of him. Just a, his face, and then I have another 
you know, anonymous black person with an X through it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think people will get the it. The thing about HIV <laughs> is that they lied to us about how you can get it. Wow. People don't realize breathing the same air, touching the same doorknob, being mm. in within 50 yards of a person with HIV, there is a large chance you can get it. Hmm. I which don't you, think that's right, but I'll let you go. Which is why I stay away from New York City, okay. Miami, Florida, mm. Chicago, Illinois, yep. and don't even get me started about Los Angeles, California. Those are just no hang zones. No hang really. zones. Yeah. I am in Arkansas currently, where there is a large white population. On my ranch, there is no HIV. Mm. I welcome all clean white Christians to join me for mm. another barbecue this weekend, honoring the baby, and we will begin his skin bleaching routine. Wow. That sounds like a big, big day. If he wants to do what Michael Jackson did and tell the media that he has vitiligo, I support it. Hmm. But I'm going to go tend to my crops. Yeah. I always appreciate appearing here. I hope you have a good weekend. Don't forget to go to church. Hank, have a go. Wow. He's a, a wild what one. What a dickhead. Yeah. He, I'm not, I'm, I'm losing interest in Hank. Every time, every week he comes, or every other week, whatever. He's on a schedule, it seems like. Yeah, we can't do anything about his poppins. He just, like, takes over the feed, and it's just, you know, it's the Hank corner for a bit. And that we can't was, do anything about it. That was one of the more racist, homophobic, yeah, was, inappropriate rants he's ever had. So true. this whole episode is flagged. And speaking of racist, inappropriate, homophobic... Mark Wahlberg hey, how are you? says he would pick Tom Holland to play him in a biopic about his life. Yeah. <laughs> Start out in Dorchester, beating up all the Asians. <laughs> yeah. Tom Holland, like, getting into character to fucking do that hate crime scene. Why did you do that, Scott? And to do the 9-11 quotes. Oh. If I was on that plane, there would have been a lot of blood yeah. in that it's cockpit. Like, Tom, this is how I said it. I said it much more intensely than that. And my family was looking at me, and it was incredible. And I love the idea of like entourage not being enough and being like, you know what? People need like a full-fledged Wahlberg biopic. Right. The entire show was loosely based on him and he had several cameos in it. Yeah. And he got producerial credits. Like, is there? does it never end with his own narcissism and his head just going further and further up his own ass? My story is totally worthy of a biopic. And biopics are big at the Oscars and this one's not going to be any different. Probably going to sweep. Best picture, best director for me. I'm going to direct. Mark Wahlberg has three good movies. You're being generous. Boogie Nights. Yes. Which Daddy's Home 2. <laughs> Fear. <laughs> what a top three. <laughs> That's it. I mean, yeah. I what do you he, think? I thought you might sneak Ted 2 in there, but it's fine. <laughs> Are they making a Ted 3? <sighs> Over my dead body. I actually think there, I saw something about like a TED TV show. Cause I remember joking about it and then it actually happened. And I remembered wanting to start a suit against the Disney they should, Corporation. They should have Ted do a TED talk. <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> Him like, hey, hey, I want to get everybody hey. here. That's a green light. <laughs> I'm on board for that. I don't hate uh, Ted, the first one, and I don't hate the character. I mean, he's. I, I kind of think. I kind of think I'm in. It's funny that you know. It's just exactly the Peter Griffin voice. It's funny that he even like had the balls to make a movie of it. Right, and nobody said a word. 
Yeah. Like nobody was like, wait, that's just Peter Griffin recycled. It was just like, nope, this is a great movie. That's it. But yeah, Ted has some bits. I remember he like crashes into a car and then he's like, sorry, I was doing a tweet. <laughs> that, that's fun. Yeah, let's rewatch Ted. Maybe it's maybe Ted hits in this day and age. Should we watch Ted tonight in lieu of like, <laughs> tonight. like Midnight in the Switchgrass or whatever our other options are? Oh, that new Bruce Willis movie that'll give us fucking <laughs> turkey poisoning if we watch it? <laughs> Holy shit. I'm like, hey, Megan Fox, good to see you. Hey, even if I'm bad in the role, they still got to give me the two mil. <laughs> but, holy fuck. But yeah, Wahlberg, we'll pray for you. And the Boondock Saints. And we're going to watch Ted. Maybe not tonight, but we'll, we'll sneak it in. And speaking of Ted, one of the stars of that film, Mila Kunis, and her husband, Ashton Kutcher, Say they don't believe in bathing their kids or themselves too much. Oh. Quote. I actually wrote this down, too. If you can see... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, no baths. If you can see the dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise, there's no point, Kutcher said. What about if they reek? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I've ever had, quote unquote, dirt on me. Folks, I don't know if you've ever been around kids, but they stink. After, like, just a couple hours of being outside and doing anything. That's, like, what kids do. Stink up the joint. His kids are wandering around like that fucking dirty Charlie Brown sidecar with the stink lines. Oh, pig pen. There he is. I've made that joke so many times and no one laughs about when people walk into the gym and they have uh, dusty feet and there's footprints. I go, what did you, like, is it pig pen coming in here? And people just look at me, like, blankly, like, nope, don't know who that is. I have a client named Charlie Brown (laughs) and he doesn't get it. Oh, you drew the stink lines and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Mo? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They were little women. (laughs) I was listening back to, like, episode 29 and we, we went on, like, a whole thing about like they were little women and it had me going we probably do that every like seven episodes and we'll continue to i watched a significant amount of simmies this week and, yeah you're still on there oh yeah i'm gonna rip through every episode and i don't care it's just great to just go on disney plus pick up where you left off i've tracked through like seasons four through seven mm. it's a great Phenomenal show. show yeah I, I watched a couple somewhat recently i need to find one of those like lists like the 50 best episodes and mm. do it like that because there's too many for me to... It's I, it's not like South Park where I can cherry pick certain episodes that are memorable to me. It's just like little pieces from each app are so great. Yeah. It has like so much staying power too. Yeah, and they always... They do that thing where like they have a setup at the beginning of the episode, but then the rest of it's always about something else. So when you rewatch them, you're always surprised. Great mm. stuff. Did you see they're trying with another Predator movie that is, I guess, titled Skull, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did that 10 Cloverfield Lane movie that we enjoyed, so maybe it'll be dope. Is he any relation to Michelle Trachtenberg? I don't even know if this is a joke. I don't think so, but she's dishy. Cloverfield Lane was cool. I hated Cloverfield. Yeah. And then I hated, what was the other one that came after the Super Bowl that was, you know what I'm talking about. One of my... One of my like 10 half star reviews on Letterboxd or Letterboxd, mm. The Cloverfield Paradox. Yes. Awful, awful movie. But yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane is dope. The middle Don't one. Your friendship with me for five minutes. 
They're all basically unrelated. But yeah, this new Predator movie, it's going to follow the Predator's first journey to Earth. They say it'll be akin to The Revenant. Oh. But... I hated that movie. All right. (laughs) It's funny how they just keep trying with The Predator. They're just like, forget the last one. This is the one. (laughs) We're going to get Adrian Brody in the jungle and use his nose to kill The Predator. (laughs) Green light. They've literally made one like once every four years for the past like 20 years. They made Predators, The Predator, now Skull. Eventually, one will have to be great. Mm. It's just got to happen one of these times. And Bob Odenkirk was hospitalized this past week. Mm. Gave uh, turkey heads a big scare. He uh, evidently, like, passed out on the set of Better Call Saul Mm. and was rushed to the hospital. And then they didn't have news for, like, a full day. So everyone was, like, fearing the worst. I mean, you know. No. Luckily, yeah, he has a wife, so she was able to relay the information. Yeah, he got a triple bypass. Triples is best. Triples is best, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Just him in the open road when he gets out of there, you yeah. know? Because, yeah, if he didn't know that, the other stuff's not true. <laughs> I'm like, how many? <laughs> I think I'm out. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I was, he, uh, he rules. He's, like, one of the original, like, sketch improv guys I, yeah. I love him and i'm loving the fact that he's getting credit for how great he is later in his career yeah like he always had something going but i mean nobody really mr show is not one of those things that people reference it should be but it isn't yeah it's still very culty yeah but yeah, he's having a big like second act oh like, yeah he's you know was in that action movie nobody better call saul's wrapping up its run mm. he's in spielberg movies and stuff it's i'm a huge fan yeah, I felt like real relief when they were like, he's fine, he's back. Is that good? That's right, Crime Stick. Those two were a couple, couple. of dingalings. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know Mr. Show, fucking it's on hop HBO on YouTube. Max, I think. Yeah, whole run is up there. One of the best ever. Did you see that trailer for the new Will Smith movie where he plays Venus and Serena Williams' father? No, but I noticed that he looks like Baja. crap. Yeah, this is him in, like, gritty... He's kind of doing an accent, like, concussion mode. Tell the truth. But it actually looks kind of good for, you know, a movie like that. We are Will Smith heads, so I'll see it. Ha-ha, Venus, Serena. I'm hard on you, but I'm... Look at these results I'm getting. And, yeah, they had John Bernthal's in the trailer with, like, a mustache in 70s mode. That was making me cackle. Let him watch. Looks like a solid, you know, true story, biopic, sports, underdog type thing. Am I still talking? Speaking of sports. <laughs> He's back. Friend of the show, R. Kelly. Wow. Is in the news again. And I clarify, friend of the show. <laughs> I'm sure it's for something good. It, it is, in fact. Well, no, not really. Not good. It's not bad, but not good. Has he been redeemed? Well, there's evidence that R. Kelly had a sexual relationship with two teenage boys prior oh. to being incarcerated for wow. uh, ass- assaulting a bevy of young women with his urine. <laughs> Bevy-wise. <laughs> Um, did he also urinate on these gentlemen? This is I don't see how he wouldn't have. Yeah, that does seem to be his thing. What a fucked up dude. You can't say this isn't a hit. 
Yeah, this is a jam. I forgot about this. I'm surprised they didn't sneak uh he didn't have a new track on Space Jam 2 soundtrack. I love the fact that his songs are all still on Spotify. Like how I'm not I don't I think he's just too good. They'll never take him down. I think that there are a lot of people too that are like having parties and they sneak in an R. Kelly song and nobody says anything. It's not quite to the point of like he's Charles Manson or something yet, where it's like his catalogs are just gonna get burned. Yeah. They probably make it like seasonal. <clears throat> when there's like a new season of that surviving R. Kelly show, they probably take it down <laughs> for like a bit and then they're just like, eh, whatever. But who knows? How did I not have the like y'all killing me with this shit and all those other ones queued up that I play randomly? I actually have an R. Kelly story and I don't play any of them. One more. I got one more. <laughs> all right. There we go. I cleansed the palate there. That was like the the little pickled ginger at the end of a sushi roll. Just a nice chef's kiss. Doesn't that sound delicious? Oh, that just reminded me. On Doughboys the other day, Mitch was talking about going to the movies, and he saw someone putting ketchup on top of their popcorn at the movies. Have you ever heard of anything so appalling? That sucks. In your entire life? Think about how messy that is, too. I don't even like, and I love movie theater popcorn butter. I don't even want to use it because it's so messy. And I'm so buried in my phone that (sighs) I can't stop texting while I eat corn. But, I mean, ketchup on popcorn? That's... Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Like, there's the, there's the idiots. Like ketchup is just a bunch of sugar. So like, yeah, I'm sure it doesn't taste bad, but like people just putting ketchup on everything is so fucking ugh. Like, ketchup on eggs, ketchup on this. Yeah. People over chop. And this is from like, I was, I'm like a reformed chop guy. I don't use chop nearly as your much as I used to. plates, sir. <laughs> yes. Oh, the Nook Butler, the most inside bit ever. Inside bits. Yeah, you were a big ketchup guy. You were like the ketchup guy. Thank you for for acknowledging. Game you were like, like Robert De Niro in, in uh, <laughs> uh, Goodfellas ketchup guy. If you know what I'm doing right now, folks, if you're a big Goodfellas fan, Robert De Niro with the ketchup bottle. He's he making does the, that like two-handed like ketchup bottle twist. He's making the sasso face and doing the thing. It's fun. I feel like I should get a tattoo of that. But yes, for your side of fries, sir, here's your chup. But yeah, that is gross. Um, they announced that the Die Hard prequel, McLean, which was going to be like a half prequel, half sequel with Bruce Willis, like mm. narrating a story of him as a younger man with someone playing young Bruce Willis or young John McLean and on some sort of a turkey adventure. But they've scrapped that. It's no longer happening due to the Disney-Fox merger. And I got to say, this is probably the first great thing to come of that uh, illustrious merger because who needs another diehard especially one like that that just seems so much like a I'm, just excuse I'm the movie. guy who doesn't think any of the diehards really matter uh, I, that's me I'm a big fan of one and three and I don't even hate four I think four they're fine fun I stuff. don't hate any of them I'd watch all of them but I just it's one of those movies that like the like we've discussed people talking about whether or not it's a Christmas movie uh, one of my least favorite bits going back of all to time. that well <clears throat> and I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in any of the diehards except for the first one that's fair I'm just like I've seen all of them once I've seen diehard the original one probably three times and I'm just like I'm good yeah three was enough they should have called it but Bruce Willis is just like yeah 
Yeah, I'll do that. Even if I do a bad job, I get the other million or yeah. two mil. Yeah, that's my thing. That's what's called my quote. It's so true. It's You can see it in his performances in these movies. It's like, this is a one take. That was a one take take. Fucking Jamie Taco on the set of his movies, stealing his lines. He's in. You jabroni! Jabroni! Um, oh, Kelly Clarkson is ordered to pay Who's Kelly Clarkson? spousal support to her former lover slash husband, wow. Brandon Blackstock, in the tune of 200K a month. Whoa. That sounds like something she'll write a real tear-jerking, heart-tugging song about. I feel like she's probably eating a lot. She seems like a sad eater. <laughs> yeah, she's gone through she's a bit of a shapeshifter Damn. through the years big plate of fries covered in ketchup hi i'm a chub girl what can i say bye you think Does she's she... going through menopause yet is she in her <laughs> 50s i don't know does she still have that talk show i think she does what's it called like <laughs> kelly clarkson and the ketchup plates full of bloody pussies it what? is actually that was an amazing guess right <laughs> That wasn't even funny. That was just mean and gross. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Hi. But yeah, I think she does still have that show. Yeah, it's... every episode you have to guess whether it's her menstrual blood oh, no. or, he's doubling or down. Ketchup. He's doubling down on the bit. <laughs> I need my Fuck. boo sound. I did not know that she had a talk show. Yeah, I think people like it. Maybe she'll... It'll get even more popular Surprise, once Ellen's gone and... Uh, the playing field is thinned. I, I have been dreaming and fantasizing and in love with Furio. I wish Carmela had a talk show. She, Edie Falco, I'd watch anything she does forever. Yeah. I wish more people did like talk shows in character, like Jiminy Glick type stuff. And I agreed with her. Like next level bits. That's what I'm talking about. There's not much... There's, I don't know. I can't think of any other examples of that. Yeah. And there's something about a bit talk show that gets sort of underutilized, but I think it's because it's hard to do. Mm. Like, who's done it? Like, Zach Galifianakis? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Not enough people is my point. True. I always forget about those. Those are more like specials, I guess. Mm. I don't think that was ever like a, a series that came out regularly. But yes. Speaking of fucked up talk shows, uh, folks, I'm being courted by TMZ Live. Oh, on Twitter, they've uh, they hopped into my DMs and are requesting some sort of a video interview, and I think that's funny that they're messaging me. Yeah, what do they what do they want from you? I don't know, and they're like a garbage network, but the fact that they message me, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I'm like very intrigued. Do you want to interview me about like one of my wildly cheap photoshops? Like, what do you want? Yeah, like where did they find you? Is it the real? It's their real account, like a verified account. Yeah, interesting. When do you talk to them? I, I think Monday. They want me to make a Skype, and it's like, okay, I'll I'll do that. I haven't used Skype in years, but I guess I could. I'm gonna be on that that Harvey Levin like meeting room show. On TMZ in no time. It's going to be you're, the new Scotty. You're actually in the room. Yeah. I start doing the podcast with you like over a phone. 
Pick up ISDN line. Scotty Hollywood. Oh, that'd be awesome, but also sad. He's in. But yeah, they're, I don't like what they do over there. But I mean, if they want to have me on and talk about anything, I love what they do over there. Mm. And I'm a huge supporter. Me too. We're TMZ guys here. I'm actually a huge TMZ guy, believe it or not. He's in. I look at TMZ every single day because there's always like people getting hurt and embarrassing stuff on there. And that's really like my wheelhouse. Yeah. Halfway through the video interview, I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to get my boy Ank on here. He's he's like, more than Hey, do you Steve. guys remember when you did that clip of that guy being racist in a, in a Burger King crown on a plane? Like, that was great stuff. <laughs> Terrific. Really. I miss that guy. That guy's a hero. Where's he? He'll get him back. out here. I'm sure he's... Can you even imagine humbling. being a grown man wearing a Burger King crown, shouting the N-word on a plane? <laughs> like, where do people come you from? You know what? I just imagined it. <laughs> I feel that way every time I go to the airport. I'm like, I don't know where people come from. Because, like, I'm no. not a normal guy. I can admit that. But at least I understand who I am and, like, how to, you know, yeah. subdue myself as a person. Like, I got sober, whatever. I'd be looking at that guy just thinking, like, <laughs> where do you get that Burger King crown? <laughs> I want one of those. Did he have a Burger King Happy Meal and then just go down the rabbit hole of angered, drunken racism? I don't even think he's drunk. I think he's just mentally unwell. Yeah, he's hopped up on those fucked up BK patties. And I don't know if you saw this, but a new television series continuing Kevin Costner's film Waterworld is in the works at Universal Television. Also with Dan Trachtenberg attached. Big week for Danny Boy. Wow. Okay. A lot of announcements. Friend of the show. But I mean, are you interested in a continuation of Waterworld? I bet you are. I am. <laughs> Very much so. My answer is no. Especially, like, if they're bringing Costner back as the goddamn Mariner, and if they get Gene Triplehorn back, that'll be a true miracle. I do not remember that movie in the slightest i think i i think i saw it in 1996 or whenever it was you know whenever right. it would have come to hbo i watched it at billy horn's house in his living room shut up bill hey bill you're definitely not listening he's in and i hope your kids are doing okay and i does he have kids and but i i honestly like i don't remember anything about it beyond him drinking his own piss he does do that it's a very memorable moment most expensive movie of its time yeah. and a big turkey and it flopped i think it's a fun movie it is famously like one of the biggest bombs dough wise ever especially for its time it's probably been surpassed by like a transformers five or something at this point but i mean i'll watch more you know especially if someone interesting like dan trachtenberg's making it water world the movie that posited the question what if the world was mostly water wild it is yeah <laughs> but even more but, so <laughs> <laughs> that's a it is quote unquote parentheses even more dun 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 and at the end of Waterworld, they found some land so i wonder where they'll go from there mm. find more land maybe find less land who knows <laughs> i'll wait with bated breath i'm dialed in he is and I saw that Gore Verbinski has been tapped to direct a live-action Gumby movie. Which, what's going on out there? <laughs> they're running out of ideas. Intense. So they're recycling stuff from the 80s. Gore Verbinski's like a legitimately 90s. good filmmaker. He made the first three Pirates movies, The Weatherman, which is a very underdog 
Nicolas Cage comedy drama. Uh, the yep. Ring. He's the one Ring. Of those, he's one of those guys we talk about who can like make a movie in any genre, and it's always good, like Doug if Lyman. not great. Yeah, exactly. That was our conversation most recently. Doug Lyman is that guy. And I hate to see him, or maybe it'll be good, a Gumby movie. I don't know. It seems kind of like a... Bleh. I don't know. I don't know high hopes for a Gumby movie either. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Especially live action. Like, what's that going to... Why would... Make like a weird claymation one or something. Like a Wallace and Gromit style? Yeah. Like, well, isn't that how they did the, the, the show? It wasn't animated, yeah. right? It was the it claymation. Was clay. yeah. yeah. That's like Gumby's whole thing. So I don't even know what a live action Gumby Just is. Just do that with celebrities' voices. It's no brainer. Yeah. Live action. Like, are they going to put like Ryan Gosling in a Gumby costume and have him, you know, sauntering around? It'll probably be Ryan Reynolds. And yes. Yeah. I'm Gumby. Well, they're like, oh, this is weird. I've never been Gumby before. <laughs> but yeah, can something normal get greenlit? Every week, it's just like, listen to this. Greta Gerwig's making Barbie. Gore Verbinski's making Gumby. Like, okay. Okay. Um, I don't think I have much more news. I don't know if you do. You want to take a little break? That sounds like a plan. And then we're going to watch Midnight in the Switchgrass, starring Bruce Willis hey. <laughs> making the fox. I'm, I'm going to give you guys turkey poisoning. You're done for. <laughs> Hi, my career went down the toilet when I decided to go up against Michael Bay. Emil Hirsch emailed me the script, and I was like, wow, this is really good. I really hope he doesn't throw me down the stairs on the set. <laughs> we'll be right back. In. tasting homemade fucking liquor that you can oh you can barely get her into you but my fuck does it ever get you some drunk my fuck <laughs> i Ooh. just noticed that coco must have knocked guy fieri over oh shit fieri's down he looks great like that i might leave him poor kid um so Ooh. we just watched the new Megan Fox, Emil Hirsch, Machine Gun Kelly, Bruce Willis vehicle, uh, Midnight in the Switchgrass. Yeah, you might have thought we were joking when we said that's what we were going to watch before break. I actually thought we were joking, but it ended up becoming reality. I made that joke into the into one of the best movies that we've watched in a while. I'm wow. going to give it a solid nine out of 10. Oh, are you? I'm changing my tune. I'm taking away that one and a half. It's yeah. now a nine. <laughs> when we just finished it a moment ago, you said that was a solid one and a half <laughs> out of five letterbox score. One and a half out of five, nine out of 10. That's Oof. my rating system. Yeah. We really should have gone to the movies to see the green Knight or something because yes, Ooh, We've gotten doggy. lazy. We've gotten lazy with COVID. We were literally deciding between <laughs> this movie and uh, a new Michael Caine movie called Twist, which is a modern retelling of Oliver Twist, but about them like slightly grown up and they're graffiti artists. Did you appreciate me watching that entire trailer and not picking up on that? Yeah, I didn't even pick up on it until I was like yeah. reading about it on Letterboxd. It's like, oh, this is an, an Oliver Twist. No. 
It's a true twist for twists. Oh God, yeah. That. Uh, so let's just let's get into it. Let's yeah. discuss uh, Midnight, sw- in, the Midnight in the Switchgrass. This is on iTunes right now for a juicy six ninety nine rental. Great deal. It'll probably be on Hulu in four days, <laughs> so you can just wait for it. I would say <laughs> or Tubi <laughs> with some ads. It'll be a Tubi original within the week. <laughs> But yeah, as you mentioned up top, all-star cast, Mm. Bruce Willis uh, making that face he makes, earning that $2 million. How you doing, Scott? Thanks for having me down here in the chill zone. Hey, I haven't (laughs) been in a good movie or put in an effort in probably eight years, maybe longer. It's uh, it's not really what I do anymore. That's what's called my quote. Even if I do a bad job, I still get my $2 million. I show up and just kind of, I'm in enough scenes where they can say I'm one of the stars of the movie, and that's just kind of it. I just They slap my bald mug of the cover, and everybody gets everything they need. I'm just part of the background. I'm really not even there. I've basically been riding the diehard wave since the 90s. God, he just mails it in like you wouldn't even believe in this movie in particular. Like, Emil Hirsch is in this movie. He's kind of trying, and it makes... Emil Hirsch is not a good actor, but he put in a good effort. Yeah, he's not terrible. Right. And even Megan Fox, like, they're giving an effort. Bruce Willis is just showing up and like, hey. Oh, we forgot. I'm a a cop. You've never seen this side of me before. I'm actually playing a cop in this. We forgot to mention uh, Lucas Haas. Oh, yes. Honorary member of the Pussy Posse who gets work exclusively based on date raping women at Leonardo DiCaprio's Hollywood Hills home. Yeah, he's... uh... This is like a Silence of the Lambs type thriller, I guess. Yeah, let's do a like summary, I guess. Basically, Emile Hirsch plays a cop. Megan Fox and Bruce Willis play cops, and they're all going after Lucas Haas, who is like Scott said, this like Silence of the Lambs Buffalo Bill type who kidnaps women, which typically is a cool premise. And yeah, but it's just bad here. He doesn't have the chops for it. He's not going for it. Like you said, he's just reading his lines. He's like, hey, I guess I'm like crazy and stuff. I got like <clears throat> girls in my basement. I'm in the pussy posse. Yeah, he uh, was not elevating anything. Scenes that could have been great. <clears throat> and yeah, you got to talk about uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly's electric chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> they really lighten the screen on fire. Oh yeah, I'm they joking, are a they real couple. Were a highlight. I I said this that uh, Machine Gun Kelly is not a great actor, but no. of everyone in this, he did the best. Yeah, with was, the few yeah. scenes that he had, and then did you were the one who told me this? He sort of denounced this movie on Instagram or Twitter, and then Emil Hirsch shared it. Yeah, he had a post like the day this movie came out that said like if you. Don't see me sharing something about a movie that I'm in. It's because the movie's a piece of shit. Talking about this movie, obviously. And then Emile Hirsch had like a classy like, Hey man, we tried really hard on that movie. It's actually a labor of love. And I think I gave one of my best performances in it, bro. (laughs) He didn't actually say this, but that was like the vibe of the response. He was going for it. So, I don't know. I have like like no notes on this. I wrote down, I'll rifle them quick. I just wrote down... Bruce Willis is a hack. Chubby <laughs> Lucas Haas and Emil Hirsch's wardrobe looks like it came from the Filene's men's department. And that's all I wrote down for the whole movie. <laughs> Good notes. <laughs> that's Strong it. Emil Hirsch in that billowy blue cop shirt with like a patched on American flag that looks like it was a sticker. Yeah. 
<clears throat> for the first half, I was like, this is like uh, okay, average, middle of the road thriller. Mm. But by the end, I was like, You're okay, okay, why don't we just okay. go ahead and call this one? And then that uh, dreaded time check with like 44 minutes and change remaining. And yeah. you had like an audible, huh? I thought we were approaching the big finish. And there were 43 oh, no. juicy minutes left. And I felt sick. And as bad as it was, I'll say it was slightly better than that HBO Max thriller with Denzel and Rami Malek. I'd say they were about on par. What was, what was that, that called? movie called again? Oh, um, The Little Things. Yeah. Very forgettable, generic thriller. Much like this. Yeah, didn't love it. I'd put this in the same category as like seven. I'd say it goes like Midnight in the Switchgrass and then seven in terms yeah. of like the best thrillers of our <laughs> lifetime. This is like seven, only it's a one. <laughs> <laughs> one. <laughs> seven. Boop. It's called the three. <laughs> Mom called it psychologically taught. <laughs> Don't say pitch. Mom's right. Very taught. Very... <laughs> Oh, Citizen Kane meets Dressed to Kill. Is that what it is? No, it's something meets Dressed to Kill. Fuck, we're unwinding. (laughs) What does it meets Dressed to Kill? We're in a bit vortex. Yeah, we're doing adaptation lines, folks. Uh, Donald Kaufman writes a bad movie that turns out to be a good movie. Um, Can we talk about the Woodstock documentary? Please. I actually loved this. This was good. Yeah. Mainly just because I loved seeing, I didn't really get this when it was first happening. I remember it happening, but I don't, I didn't like it. Yeah, we were young. And just seeing like all the bands that were at this thing, I was like, what a, this is the real Woodstock. Like, forget the original one. This one, you got Limp Bizkit. If I had a choice, I'd rather be at this one. Yeah. If I could see Jimi Hendrix up there rocking, I'd, I'd rather see Limp Bizkit. Yeah, they had DMX at this thing. They had DMX getting the whole white crowd to shout the N word. Yeah, like a, a whole vast spread. They had a clip of Dave Matthews there, and he was like talking about titties. I was like, Dave, my goodness. He seems like a hack. <laughs> I mean, he is in some Adam Sandler movies doing some strong work. I'm kind of in on Dave Matthews. But yeah, this is, uh, it's called Woodstock 99, it's on HBO Max. It, uh, yeah, it's a perfect snapshot of, like, that time period. Like, they obviously go all in on, like, MTV and what it meant to that at the time. They had some Girls Gone Wild stuff, which I had completely forgotten about. That whole, like, just seeing a commercial for, like, Girls Gone Wild. (laughs) Fucking those old videos. That seems like such a lifetime ago. And I guess it was 20 years, but it seems even longer ago. I, uh... And the fact that Woodstock 99 was... People would buy it on pay-per-view. Oh, wow. Just seeing those commercials. Now, like, they do concerts all the time. It's just live-streamed. I wasn't, like, paying for... I knew this concert went badly. I didn't realize it was that bad. Like, the porta-potties overflowing and women being assaulted. Mm. And, like fights and violence and yeah. f- I knew about the fires that was I remember that being a big footnote oh yeah but what else the, th- just it was a I didn't realize it was this much of a disaster yeah I thought it was weird documentary wise how I felt like just because it was a documentary they felt the need to like try to solve something or make a thing of it they mm. were trying to blame Fred Durst for like causing a 
an insurrection and getting people to like start all the fires and stuff. It's like, no, he was performing. It's like what he was there to do. He just, you know, they they kept trying to like blame Fred. I was like, easy, fellas. <laughs> like, what are we trying to do here? I loved how they kept circling back to the guys who promoted the whole thing. And they were like, we've heard about a couple of incidents, but I mean, nothing like uh, there, there were no women. And they were like trying to like cover everything over and just like smooth it over. This is also, this is from Ringer Films, uh, friend of the show, Bill Simmons production company. He produced yeah. this. It's on HBO Max. Since he produced it, who do you think won the movie? <laughs> who gets the Joey Pants Award? DMX. Do you think this is uh, Fred, Fred Durst's Apex Mountain? I would say Fred Durst's Apex Mountain was probably fanatic. Yeah, directing John Travolta to what should have been an Academy Award winning performance. I have recommended this to a bunch of people who I think would have been alive long enough to appreciate it, and no one seems interested. People are kind of like, yeah, I remember, and then they change the subject. I'm like, well... Missing out, guy. Yeah, it could have been a little shorter. I felt like the times where they were trying to like make a whole thing of it, it kind of lost me. But it's fun to just watch the old performances. I gave it five out of five. Five out of five? Five. Wow. I'd give it like a three, maybe even a two and a half. I don't know why. I just fucking loved it. Actually, it kind of deserves a five for that clip of Vern Troyer introducing <laughs> Limp Biscuit. They, really they knew that me. was funny. Yeah. That was when I was like, okay, this is... Vern, my man. This is must-see. He's a friend of the show. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I found it interesting. I got a kick out of the fact that they were going to try to do a Woodstock 2019, like a 50th anniversary, and it just fell apart. And yeah. then obviously COVID happened, and it's definitely never going to happen now. I bet they try it again at some point, and it's even more of a sham. But yeah, music festivals are weird. Just seeing the clips of all the people, like eating mud and everything being oh. all muddy and all that. We went to Bonnaroo like 13 years ago. Do you remember? A lot? I don't remember any of that. I was drunk for four days. So That's accurate. very fuzzy memories for me. You were tying one on. I remember like all of it. Yeah. Was it like anything like that festival? No. See, that's the thing. It wasn't like dirty or crazy or anything. It was just like a fun festival. And even that got old. I couldn't imagine being at... At Woodstock 99, like caked with mud, watching like fucking <coughs> Counting Crows play. It's like, what am I doing here? Right, everybody's just pushing each other and there's shit and piss everywhere and they're charging you $4 just to drink enough water to stay alive. Yeah, you need to be like a certain kind of person to be at music festivals. I remember, yeah, a woman that I was dating was a big uh, Burning Man person. And she knew Man. that I was sober and she knew that I was a germaphobe and she knew that I hated everything. She was like, you should really, like, I don't know what she was thinking, but she was like, you should really come to Burning Man with me this year. Like, it's epic. I think you'd really like it? it. And like, you know, I know that like, I'll be on acid the whole time, but like, it won't be that bad sober. Doesn't someone usually like, like throw themselves you? into the fire at that and it's all fucked up? Like, Doesn't that happen? To, to take their own life? Yeah. I'm pretty that's sure. That's awesome. I didn't know that. It's, now I want to go. I'm pretty sure that. Can it be me? <laughs> just roaring in. I'm pretty sure that's something that people do like every other year at that. They like make a thing of it. Like the people want it to happen? No. And... Like it's someone like goes out of their way to be like, I'm going to kill myself at Burning Man. I think this oh, is Oh, that's real. a great death. 
<laughs> just roaring into that big fire and everybody's trying to stop you and because no one's going to run into the fire after you yeah and it's silly at this point to be like i'm i want to be like the sixth guy to die at burning man i that's did not pretty. know that that's awesome yeah i'm gonna double check that i'm pretty sure that's real though or at one of those i'm a little jealous festivals. that's a fun death mm. i'm sure it's agonizing no doubt uh, so that's the Woodstock 99 doc. It is, I forget the full title, but it is on HBO, easy to find. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of like, it's Woodstock 99 colon something. They have a whole like series yeah, of music docs coming out. Right. So it's under that wonder banner. What wonder what they'll do next. Kid. Random. And we're going to save old for next week. Rai's going to give me a little time to check out that movie. Then we're going to get into the M. Night Shyamalan corner where... Yeah, because you're, you're, that's a you movie. I'm calling it here first. Scotty Boy's going to wow. love it. I hope so because I've heard nothing but mixed to middling things about it. I was reading an article in IndieWire about how it's like one of the most polarizing movies in the last several years just yeah. based on the reviews. And say what you will about M. Night, at least he like takes big swings. His turkeys are like captivating turkeys. They're like interesting, even mm. if they're bad, usually. You know, like the happening lady in the water. Those are duds, but at least they're like funny to talk about. I had a perfect, perfect meets for this. And I totally forgot. It was the meats, unfortunately, had a spoiler in it, but then I forgot. What, for it. old? Yeah. Oh, but okay. I forgot it. Anyway. Well, we'll save it for next week. <clears throat> we'll get it in. Um, I want to talk about Zola Ooh, as yes. well. Do you have a summary for that? Because I don't. I don't. I'll just make one up. It's a movie about a stripper named Zola who goes on a cross country trip with a stripper that she just met, and a bunch of wacky things happen. He has an erection. <laughs> Zola rules. Uh, it features friend of the show, uh, Greg, from Succession. His real name is Nicholas something. Yes. This is a movie that it's based on a tweet thread, which is notable, because most Which, movies really? aren't based on tweets. Yeah, this is like a true story that happened to some woman named Zola. A few years ago. I wish I had her Twitter handle here. But and yeah, she was telling the story in tweets? Yeah, it's like a 45-tweet thread that from like five years ago. And yeah, they turned it into a movie. And you can see why. It's like a fun, wacky story. Yeah, I, I liked this. I thought it was interesting. I think I gave it a solid three out of five. Yeah. The, it uh, Basically, yeah, these two strippers go down to certain, uh, Tampa to, to dance and Dance. let's just say it's a little more than dancing, if you see what I'm driving at, wink, <laughs> wink. And one of the girls is not cool with that. And then typical, you know, sex worker drama ensues. I don't want to spoil anything. But. Yeah, it's like a fun, sometimes gritty, wacky drama. Riley Keough plays the stripper who takes Zola on this adventure. A lot of Riley Keough's butt in this. This movie, butt-wise, this is one of the most important movies ever made, mm. in my opinion. Her and Zola. What about Wild Things with... Uh, incredible butts. Uh, Kevin Bacon's butt. 
Oh, Bacon's butt. Mm. <laughs> that butt bacon. We're the Bacon Butt Boys. That's We're changing the whole format here. Oh, we're changing the name of the show to the Bacon Butt Boys. The Bacon Butt Boys, the podcast. Greenlight. No, but seriously, and they were like really making a thing of it and like showcasing mm. their butts. Like the butts are characters in the movie. Like when people say New no, York is a character it's in my the movie. Butt. That's what's going on here. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. Yeah. And it had a few laughs and Cousin Greg. He was made, he sings like that Hannah Montana song <laughs> one part and he plays the ultimate like... Uh, Loser boyfriend who, you know, can't keep his shit together. Yeah. Like and he's sort car. of chasing his girl around, and then there's that Nigerian guy who gets super aggressive. And yeah, this isn't a. I don't know if it's worth the twenty dollar rental. Personally, I'm. I would say wait until it is more accessible, which it will be. I imagine soon. Yeah, I see this movie coming to HBO in like two weeks. Um, definitely fun though. Yeah, it's worth that, a matinee. I just. Cousin Greg was so good. There's one point he plays a dumb like sidecar guy, and Riley Keough asks him, "Are you were you homeschooled?" Like when he's in the middle of telling a story, he's just like, "What are you saying? I'm stupid?" Like, what is? And then also when the guy who he thought was his friend is robbing him, he's like, "What?" Is... He says, "This isn't you, man." <laughs> to this guy he just met, and he has him pull his pants down. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, this isn't you." It's just, it really showcased how dumb he was. Mm. It was hilarious. Yeah, this is a fun, that's a fun one. Yeah, I really liked it. Very stylish, edgy, gritty. I probably say gritty 400 times already. I dug it. Mm. I recommend it highly. And since it's A24, it'll probably be on Prime some sometime soon. I think they usually get the A24s. <clears throat> And Riley Keough is Elvis's granddaughter. Did I mention that already? Yeah, she's uh, Lisa Marie Presley. I think right? that's odd. His daughter. Yes. Who is her dad, though? That's the question. It's yes. not Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, I was like, Michael Jackson? No, couldn't no, be. No, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. But she's a babe, and I like seeing her and stuff, and she killed it here, as usual. Mm. And... We also checked out the first episode of F-Boy Island on HBO Max, which is a new, like, Bachelor-type show that's hosted I hate by it. Nikki Glaser. I hate it a lot. I told Lucy, was like, do you want to finish watching that with me? Like, And she's, she's upstairs watching the rest of it right now. I was like, no, watch it without me. I hate it. Yeah, I might give it, like, one more episode. It's... My thing with this show, I actually think Nikki Glazer's funny. She yeah, has a good, good podcast. And I was like, oh, this will be like a skewering of The Bachelor. This will be good. But I watched it, and she comes out and like roasts all the guys for two minutes. And that was kind of funny. But then it just becomes The Bachelor. Yes. It just is another one of these shows it's where it's just... basically like Love Island meets The Bachelor if you're a fan of these type of shows and like a watered down, less organized, less tight version Yeah, where it's like kind of disjointed and like the guys are like getting random screen time and it's not as... The Bachelor, say what you want about The Bachelor, it's tight as hell. The production's great. Mm. Like it's done... Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, this show, it's yeah. done in like a cert for a reality show. The Bachelor is as clean as it's going to get in terms of the formula of it, the way that it flows. It's easy to follow. You know what's coming up. Like I like a format when it comes to stuff like this. I don't want just like a hang. 
Yeah. The show feels like a hang, and that doesn't work for this type of thing. Yeah, and I don't know. I watched a full episode, and I wasn't interested by any of the sidecars. No. None of them are, like, outrageous enough to be like, ooh, let's see what they do. They were all just kind of, like, meathead sidecar write-offs. Yeah, I mean, maybe they start fighting each other, and that'll be interesting, but uh, so far it has not grabbed me. Yeah, and I also hate how they keep saying F-Boy Island. It's yeah, like, just, just say fuck. It's HBO. Exactly. I thought the same thing. It's on HBO Max. Just say fuck boy or name it something else. That brought the show down like letter grades. Like fucking Life is great. F Island. You get an F or something. <laughs> he gets it. I got it. But yeah, not great. I don't know. I might watch a couple more and see if it heats up. But that's on HBO Max. F Boy Island. Oof. Awful dog shit. Terrible title. title. I'm never going to say that again. But yeah, I think that's all we watched this week. What if we watched Wedding Crashers? You know what? That sounds good. I already have it on the screen. Did you notice that? How seamlessly I did that? And yeah, folks, we're going to have a real juicy review section next week on the show. Oh, yeah. The new Suicide Squad from James Gunn. I'm going to see old... I'm going to see the Green I am Knight, old. probably. Ank is old. Like, I feel like the reviews this week, were, it was like Sidecar City, but we'll be we back. We got the good stuff next week. So Some here's 90 ones. seconds of Wedding Crashers. He's back. If there is anything I can do to help. Okay, have a safe flight. Don't worry about us. We're going to be fine. We're going to make it. Vince still in character. <laughs> we're going to make it. We're good. I'm gonna give her a shout. How are you gonna call her? She thinks you're deaf. Everyone wants to be a part of a miracle. I turn the corner, she's a part of it. People helping people, it's powerful stuff. Like, <laughs> huh? People helping people, it's powerful stuff. Okay. So God, he's do? good. I'm gonna go with the balloon animal. <laughs> she comes close to check it out. Guess who's a broken man? Hard Hard past. Past. Excellent. Excellent. How about you? Incredible. I'm dance with the little flower girl. I might be a charter member of Oprah's book club. It's all deadly. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that's all deadly. There it is. God. Those are the best moments in the movie when they're just like rapid fire. Yeah. Like and little. Every one of Vince's bits seems improvised because he's just such a fucking pro. It's unreal. He's one of the only actors that can do the rapid fire dialogue, and I believe it and I love it. Agreed. Why are you yelling at me? Hurry up, funny guy, and make it. Might as well be a bullseye. That cut as he's dancing with that old woman. I don't want to make it. Shut your mouth, funny guy, and make it. They gave this kid too many lines. Yeah. Let's chop him out. I botched the line, I believe. Oh, and that's 90. Oh, wow. Fucking love this movie, man. Masseltoff. What an excellent film. Folks, I want to sneak in some plugs as we we wind down here. I want to give a plug to The Weed Game Show, starring friend of the show, Danny Boy, which is his new show. You can watch the first three episodes on Old Dirty Boston on Instagram or through his Instagram, at Puke Night Dan, and on YouTube. Check it out. First three episodes, super funny. And also check out the South Shore Boys podcast and our social medias, Enough the Podcast on Twitter and Podcast Enough on Instagram. Right. 
What are you plugging this week? Still my website, ankfit.com. Sign a new sign is up. Letter Luck signs. Yeah, yeah I saw that new really, sign. Really, really nice dope. job. And I'm going to be open for business in a couple of weeks. So Ooh. I don't really need new clients anymore. That's kind of full. Getting at least getting to it. So sorry, get on the list. Wow. But I do need trainers. So if you know a trainer, if you are a trainer, if you'd like to become a trainer, get a bunch of clients and then come see me because no new trainers are necessary. But truly, I am looking for experienced, talented personal trainers who are done being exploited by big box gyms that don't give a fuck about them and will take, you know, $70 and give you 30 They don't give a fuck. They don't. So that's enough. And that's me. That's enough. Enough of me, I should say. Folks, thanks for joining us. Why don't you go ahead and have a goo? We would love that. Listen, buddy, I gotta go. Bye. Bye.